This is Minutia Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. So, you know, Dave, I'm the president of a local soccer club here in Chicago. Yeah. yeah what, no, what, what, is the, what did we decide the German theme would be? The uh, well, Lake and Glauben or the... Yeah, the Schneewalzer. <laughs> yeah, how does yeah. that go? Uh, Schnee, 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 Walzer, Tanzen, Wir. What do you think? I like it. I think that's great walk-up music. If you ever become a major league player, baseball player, yes. that's got to be your walk-up music. Well, so let me tell you, this is how seriously I'm being taken as a president. So this club has been around for 70 years. Mm-hmm. My father founded, was one of the founders yeah. of the club. So I think they asked me to be president just kind of uh, as a uh ceremonial show pony sort of role so like a professor emeritus right okay. like for instance this coming weekend we have hundreds of people coming to chicago for this uh, national men's tournament that is taking place at our fields uh in displays and you know that's just tons of work involved in getting something like that together we have oh it's the we, strudel and well, it's, no, the, it's gu- we made goulash <laughs> please no stereotyping <laughs> okay. we made goulash okay. we made hundreds of pounds of goulash and we're gonna make um hundreds of pounds of sausage and we're you know uh, you, all sorts you of sell stuff it, right i mean yeah it's, it's a fundraiser yeah right? well it, it's it's for people that come to the tournament. It's, you know, it's the food that they eat. The players all get free yeah, but they, food. They have to pay for it. Right? No, the players all get free food. Oh, really? It's all part of the deal of this National Donnerschwaben okay. tournament. Anyway, um, in the last board meeting, I said, you know, I think in order to uh, lessen the workload on everybody, this Let's year. Chinese. Let's just no, we're Chinese not going to get. We're not going to make potato salad because potato salad is a pain a huge pain in the butt, yeah. and the older women, you know, they're losing their feeling in their hands, and you know, and and you know, I just figured, let's yeah. just be nice, and you can also go to Jewel and get a big vat of it. Yes, and they also usually serve some sort of dessert with the goulash. I said, you know what? Yeah. They're soccer players; they don't care. We're not we're not going to make dessert either. So I went to the clubhouse the other day. And they're putting together their plans for the tournament. And guess what they're making? Cheesecake. <laughs> potato, potato salad, salad cheese, and yeah. dessert. Yeah. They don't listen to a word I say. Yeah, and then yeah. when I said, hey, I thought I thought I said we we're not going to do that. And they said, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to do it. <laughs> but, but, but you can't have... You can't have bratwurst with no potato salad. Like, of course. Yeah. Just sit in your sit, <laughs> sit in your little Oval Office and just shut up. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we have a show to do. Uh, Minutia Men, it's time for us. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave. Now, with the gula, I mean, so it's... I will not be ignored... <laughs> So, two hundred pounds or a hundred pounds of goulash. Yeah. How long like does that. it take to make a hundred pounds of goulash? All day, really. All day. Yeah. And then you're making the sausage as well, right? Or yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. So this is. So it's Wednesday now. When do you start? Are you going to be part of? So the-, the goulash is done. Okay. All right. They made the goulash. We're going to just have to heat it up on the day of. Okay. We're making the sausage, and and, you, and you've got the tubes and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, oh, we do the whole what thing. What is that like? Man. Pig entry? Or how do you? Where do? You, how do you stuff the? Uh, you is get it sheath. It's or? casing. You get okay. casing, and you can get it in any uh, grocery store. You just never see it because you're never looking for it. Okay, but I have to go buy it so I know where it is. It's you know, and then you shove the 
sausage in the... Oh, my God. You're such an amateur. I know. <laughs> well, Dave, but... you mix the meat together with okay. the spices and the ingredients, yeah. um, and then you grind it through the grinder, okay. and then uh, through the grinder, it, it, it fills into the, into the casing. Oh, so you put it like a... Like a condom almost yeah on the yeah. like a spot and all night while we're making sausage <laughs> there's dick jokes <laughs> dick joke after dick joke after <laughs> dick joke hey you want to hold my sausage hey that's a big sausage hey your sausage is <laughs> a little too fat all night long it, it's fun yeah, it, it's, it's a, fun let me guess how many men are there versus women <laughs> this is a man thing right totally yeah in fact girls are not allowed <laughs> Bridget is allowed to come at the end to help us clean. (laughs) Well, that's what those people should be doing. All right. Well, thinking uh, or um, speaking of food, food and heating things up. um, Here's a story that I think you'll like. Now, I know that you know your way around microwavable snacks and entrees. <laughs> yes. Okay, because I remember a young yeah. Rick Comfort back in the mid-80s. That was the old me. Hold on. Back in the, in the mid-80s. And by the grace of God, I think the biggest impact you've ever had on my life mm-hmm. was introducing to me introducing to me those frozen microwavable chicken Kiev. Oh yeah, you're discs. welcome. I mean, and you, the cordon bleu. I was going to say, and you were known you were known to knock down a cordon bleu <laughs> yeah. on occasion, if I remember correctly. And then you also had the chicken discs, the breaded chicken discs for oh, sandwiches. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were you were oh, yeah. like, you were the Julia Childs of microwavable <laughs> snack foods back then. And that was in the early days of microwavable right. snack foods. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. We, we, we I was a that. pioneer. I can't believe you have gout. I know. What How are the odds? Possibly happen? What are the odds? Well, this story comes from Kentucky and I think uh and I think you're you're going to you're going to be a little conflicted after I tell you this story. Okay. okay. Headline out of Kentucky, man shoots roommate in Kentucky for eating last hot pocket. Okay. The, the Louisville Metro Police Department arrested 64-year-old Clifton Williams on Sunday after they said Which, he... Which, hey, four years older than us. <laughs> right, I know. Well, did you see a picture of him? Yeah. He looks... Yeah. Again, I have... I'm, I'm, I'm worried that I'm losing the ability to, to chart this. Yeah. He looks a lot older than <laughs> A us. lot older. 64-year-old Clinton Williams was arrested after he shot his roommate following an argument... In Wyandotte, in the Wyandotte neighborhood, police said that Williams' roommate had eaten the last hot pocket, <laughs> so he started throwing tiles at him. Now it's not written very well. I'm assuming that Clinton Williams noticed that the hot pocket was eaten, and he started throwing tiles. I don't even know what, like yeah. floor tiles. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There's no elaboration. While arrest slips say that the roommate tried to leave after he was throwing. <laughs> tiles at him and williams got a gun and shot the man in his buttocks as he was running away right leaving the tile throwing wow leaving the exit away from the hot pocket right exactly uh now from my experience after i eat a hot pocket yeah i got 10 or 15 minutes before i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) so getting shot in the the window of time (laughs) yeah really impressive so getting shot in the butt is not it's gonna cause a lot of yeah. Having a fresh oh, yeah. wound down there is probably oh. not a good idea. The victim traveled a few blocks to get help and was taken to the University of Louisville. He's going to be fine. Okay. All right. And Williams is being charged with assault and has been ordered not to have contact with the victim. And his bond was set at 7500 That's it? Yeah. Well, he only shot him in the butt. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. like it's a hot pocket. Yeah. And it's Kentucky. 
Right. I mean, that's. Yeah. I think that's the slogan on their <laughs> on their license plate, uh, and it says "Shot Pocket," not yeah. "Hot Pocket." Oh, huh? I Thank like you. that. Yeah. Now, I've. What's the name of our show? Uh, Minutia Man. I got some Hot Pocket Minutia. Oh yes. When they first introduced, when they were first introduced in the seventies, they were not called Hot Pockets. They were called, and I'm not kidding. Chunk stuffers. Mm. Clearly, those people did not have a master's degree in advertising. Yeah, that did not last. Chunk sta- chunk stuffer there did was, not last for. There was long. no David Stern on their <laughs> roster. No. Um, premium pepperoni is the most popular flavor. Okay. Okay. Uh, meatballs and mozzarella is a close second. Okay. Okay. The most unpopular flavor in the history of hot pockets uh-huh. was the now discontinued barbecue tofu. Oh yeah. Who's again? Oh. Again, it's the oh. it's the chunk stuffer guy. Obviously, was still on the payroll because he came up with. You know, I don't but, think. Have you had a hot pocket in the last no, twenty years? No. Although uh, I think on the way home yeah. there might be. Okay. Uh, and during the first three months of the COVID lockdown, there was a twenty four percent increase in hot pocket con- uh, consumption in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, people are like, oh. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, really, come on. Yeah, I'm just going to eat the Hot Pockets. <laughs> Don't uh, you kind of remember that mindset, though, at the beginning? You're like, hey, you know, I remember going to the liquor store and just loading up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, because you don't know. Yeah. Well, I remember we did, remember those first couple of weeks we were still doing the show? Yeah. And I, I think I was still coming here, right? Yeah, yeah. And you had like an envelope full of cash. Oh, yeah. I, I was in full panic mode. <laughs> it was the run on the bank. What? Yeah. I'm like, why do you need... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just I, Tony Soprano came yeah. over with a big envelope of cash. I You know, I I can't explain it, but I was in full panic Where mode. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, hey, I sent you a bit. Jim oh, Gaffigan. Yeah, okay, here we go. Jim Gaffigan did a great Hot Pocket. Here so we go. Let's play a few I'm moving a little slow tonight. I had a Hot Pocket for dinner. Uh, yeah. Good to see I'm not the only white trash here. <laughs> I buy the Hot Pockets. I go in grocery stores. I'm like, yeah, I'll get these. I've never eaten a Hot Pocket and then afterwards been, I'm glad I ate that. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm going to die. I paid for that? Did I eat it or rub it on my face? My back hurts. Oh. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the sign. So, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. You hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. <laughs> uh, Jim Gaffigan. You know, I love it when our show is uh, is tied together mm-hmm. as well as this one is. Well, don't uh, we plan that? <laughs> no, we do not. That's the thing. Uh, my story is a food story, too. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of the main page of the menu at the Drury Beer Garden in Philadelphia, it's not a cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. They are serving a burger. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not an ordinary burger, Dave. This is a very, very expensive burger, a $700 burger. In Philadelphia, not in New York. In Philadelphia, yep. It's called the Gold Standard. And and if if I tell you the ingredients, I think you'll understand why. Uh, it has uh, it's a wagyu. Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Wagyu, wagyu, wagyu yeah. meat it's the burger. Meat. It's the real expensive meat, right? Yes, with caviar, mm-hmm. fresh black truffle, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I guess you're going to slump. I mean, I'd go white they, truffle. I'd go white but, truffle. You know, but um, lobster flambéed with cognac. Oh. Topped with aged Irish cheddar and drizzled with honey. Fries are included. On white bread. On Wonder Bread, right? <laughs> uh, as is one ounce of Louis Thirteenth cognac, which fetches about $5,000 a bottle. Oh, okay. So, so you're not getting just the burger. You're getting the... Sh- was it a shot of a shot one ounce a shot okay now this is what i call a stunt restaurant Mm -hmm. we've all been to stunt restaurants before uh it's like i I remember doby telling me one time my friend Mm doby maxwell he was in amarillo texas and they had uh this like 64 ounce if you can eat it, it's yeah, free. For, right, right, yeah, right. and they put you in the table in the middle of the restaurant. Somebody's there's watching a spotlight you. <laughs> on you. And it's like the stunt of yeah, the whole right. restaurant. And remember when we were at uh, University of Illinois, there was a uh, bar. Drink the Wall? Yes, at Drink O'Malley's. the Wall at O'Malley's. Yeah, right, right. And you, for, for doing that, for, dr- for literally drinking... Every item right. on their menu. 24 drink, get alcohol poisoning. You got a t-shirt. I got a t-shirt. You yeah. got a t-shirt. Right. And then you went home and ate a Hot Pocket. Yes. So I bring this up because our old friend Barry Butler, remember Barry sure. from uh, the, the photographer, we've had him on as a guest. He is an Irishman yeah. and is in Ireland right now in Galway. And he sent me three stories that tie into this. Oh. You ready? The first story is about uh, this restaurant called Scotty's Famous Burgers and Wings in Galway. All right, so this is one of these stunt restaurants. Mm-hmm. They have a five-by-five five challenge, a hamburger that is five layers. So, so five so, so, half-pound burgers. So that's two and a half pounds. On top of each other okay. with condiments and all sorts of stuff. It's the size of your head. It's like bigger than your head. And if you are someone that can eat it you get your face on the wall wow all right so that's the first story because so, right? you want everybody to know that you are a horrible <laughs> glutton and you the have second no, story you have no willpower whatsoever is about a guy named connor flanagan who was the first one to do it he yeah. successfully ate it in 22 minutes and they interviewed him and they said how are you doing he goes i'm a little tired i think i need to go home and sure. rest yeah. all right the third story is Connor Flanagan's obituary because <laughs> he died the next day. Really? This all happened this week. Oh, no. I know. Did I just laugh at somebody dying? I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't. I mean, you're not laughing. You're right. I mean, I'm laughing with him. Remember yeah. how I told you the embarrassing yeah, death thing right. is my biggest fear yeah. in life? That's this, a pretty good this one. This qualifies. That's a pretty good one. But his photo lives on on the wall uh, in Scotty's famous burgers and wings. Did so, say what he died of? Uh, do, does not say, but I think we can use our imagination. <laughs> a correlation does not infer causation, my friend. Exactly. I'm sure lawyers are looking at it right now. Well, what what is the... God, I can't believe I can't think of it. What is the diner in the loop where they're mean to you? Oh, Ed DeBevix. Ed DeBevix. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, another... The stunt, stunt restaurant. Well, do you ever go to the Wiener Circle in Chicago? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> that's another one. No, <laughs> they happen to have great hot dogs, too. But <laughs> I yeah. love taking... People from like Kansas to the Weeder Circle. Yeah, yeah, just go and put, ask him for ketchup on the hot dog. <laughs> See what they say. <laughs> or any other side right. orders yeah, of any kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go and say that there's not enough poppy seeds on the, on the bun. <laughs> hey, we've got a, uh, we've got a review here, and I'm not, I can't tell if this is a passive aggressive review. Uh oh. It says 20 minutes of great stuff every week. I never miss it. 
our shows are usually 26, 27 minutes. So yeah. are they saying? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, Wouldn't you, know, you say? Yeah. That's about right. Uh, that was posted by Accused32 on Podchaser. And Accused32. Please, Accused32 Accused okay. at Podchaser. And if, please, subscribe. When you subscribe, do a little review. It doesn't It's not going to kill you. It doesn't hurt. And if you like Minutia Men, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. All right, Dave. We we have some regular features that we do on this mm-hmm. show, and one of them is called Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. We can so this is the part of the show where we uh, go into the vast Rick and Dave archives and we pull out uh, something that is timely, that uh, uh, it fits for this week. Mm-hmm. Something from yeah. uh, our great interviews or our wacky bits it's or whatever. Somehow. Well, this week happens to be uh, Tommy Chong's birthday. He's got 80 something, right? Yeah, he's, he's up there. He's up there. But, you know, we talked to him just a few years ago, and he was pretty with it, uh, pretty sharp. As a matter of fact, one of the things we talked to him about was uh, politically incorrect humor. Um, And I think, well, I'm just going to play a little clip of it because uh, I'll let Tommy tell the story. And here we go. When we were in, like, middle school, let's say, uh, Sister Mary Elephant came out. And, oh, and, wasn't that the... Oh, my God. <laughs> just unbelievable. You know, and I, this, I I maintain that that record inspired class clowns for an entire generation. You know, you can't... Oh, you know, you know it did. Don't you think that's true? Now, did you... You know, you know the biggest compliment you got with Sister Mary Oliphant? What's that? Was when Carol Burnett stole the bit and did it. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, wow. Yeah, she, she did that. She did that bit. They, they had to pay homage to uh, to class. That was Cheech, man. Cheech, well, Cheech grew up Catholic. Yeah, right. And and, and Sister Mary Elephant was this uh, substitute teacher. That uh, Her name wasn't Sister Mary Elephant. But, but that's based what, on somebody, all the, all yes. The, that's what all the kids would call her. Oh, and, for real! And, and that's that's how she treated. That's how she treated everybody. Because you know, you had rowdy kids, man. Sure. You know, when I was going to school, if, if we got a substitute teacher oh, and she wasn't, uh, she wasn't shit. strict. Oh, yeah. we'd eat her alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we we had so much fun with her. But but in those days, did you ever get in trouble for like? Uh, I mean, I know you guys were rebels, but you know, for making fun of Catholics or you know. Dave and I were listening to some of your stuff, and you know oh, you were, we were doing Jewish we were, jokes and Chinese oh, we jokes. Did, and, we we did them all. Yeah, <laughs> we we were the most uh, uh, politically incorrect comedians ever. Yeah, ever. No, we we trashed everybody. We trashed the war heroes coming home from <laughs> Vietnam. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where <laughs> <laughs> the guy couldn't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. I could have met them. I had a good night. Not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were probably born in the right era. I don't think you guys would have flown right now. I think your career oh, would have Oh, are you kidding? Oh, my God. Are you God. kidding? We'd, we'd be, oh, we, we were, we're, well, right now. I mean, really. 
There he, he is. He was a really <laughs> fun interview. Yeah, he, you know, that was one of our longest interviews. Well, I was going to say, was that during COVID? Because it was, was he another one that we couldn't yeah. get off the phone? Couldn't okay, get him off the Tommy, phone. Okay, <laughs> Tommy. Uh, thanks, buddy. He was getting calls from his son, and he'd say, hey, hang on a second, and he'd talk to his son. Okay, yeah, I'll talk to him later. Uh, yeah, we're having too much fun here. And he wasn't promoting anything. Remember, yeah. we yeah. just got a hold of him and had him on. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's Tommy Chan. Yep. <laughs> Hey, uh, Rick, I got another story here. Do you want to keep going? Or yeah, do, let's have we do given it. too much content already? No, no, I think I think we keep on giving. Here's a story from Germany that does not involve Hitler. Although we are at the 20 minute mark, so okay. now we're officially so, uh, all accused 32. You could check yeah. out right now, buddy. Um, here's a story from Germany that does not involve Nazis or Hitler. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that there you, were any, but yeah. evidently there is. German surgeon fired after getting janitor to help perform toe amputation. <laughs> Comes out of Berlin. <laughs> Officials at a hospital in Western Germany have expressed regret after one of their surgeons got a janitor to assist in a toe amputation. Public broadcaster SWR reported Friday that the incident took place at Mainz University. Mainz? Mainz. 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 In University Hospital, while the surgery didn't result in any complications, what the fuck? Everything went well. Uh, to the do- to the patient, the doctor has been fired. Yeah. Uh, the hospital's chief executive, Norbert Pfeiffer, <laughs> said the surgeon wrongly decided to go ahead with the routine procedure, even though no qualified assistant was available. Well, what, the janitor doesn't qualify? <laughs> when the patient who was... <laughs> I'm sorry. When the patient who had received a local anesthetic became restless, probably because it was late, he's like, come on, this was supposed to be seven minutes ago. The doctor asked a nearby janitor, would you visit mop yeah. to hold the man's leg and pass him surgical instruments? Okay. So, so he's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, now, what's this scalpel? That's the, that's the scalpel. I would have been terrible at this because I still don't know the difference between a Phillips and a regular. <laughs> you know what, me too. Plus, it's plus yeah. C and minus C, right? <laughs> right. Uh, the report, uh, the paper reported that the cleaner had no medical experience. The incident came to light after a hospital manager spotted the janitor with bloody gauze in his hand in the operating theater. He's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing holding these bloody... I'm just helping. <laughs> this should have never happened, the German news agency DPA quoted Pfeiffer as saying. So, you know, all's, all's well that ends well. I right? guess, I yeah. mean, there's, yeah. uh, you know, he was being efficient. You know, he didn't want him to wait. I, I'm never on the side of German doctors. I've had some experiences with German doctors yeah. over the years. Have I ever told you my Ursula Bleifuss story? No, but just the name okay. itself is good enough. <clears throat> oh, I've got an Uncle Walter. Oh. I, 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 got, a doc, okay. I got an Uncle Walter doctor. Story. Well, Ursula Bleifuss uh, was our orthodontist, all right, in Heidelberg when okay. we lived there. And I'm, I'm sure she's long gone. I mean. She was 103 yeah. then. Hey, she was old, yeah. Um, but she was one of these old German women who I think she got her uh, degree here in in America, like in St. Louis or something. But she was, uh, she had some American patients, but not many. It was just mainly German patients. And I was considered an American. And even though my last name is Kempfer and I speak German, she didn't realize that I spoke German. And so she would say the nastiest things about oh. me right in front of my face in German to the, that, to the, uh, you know, it's, you know, terrible things like that. What did, what did you just say? I mean, look at him. He looks like a sheepdog, <laughs> you know, 
That sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. You've been called sheepdog a lot. Well, you? I had long hair, okay. you know, uh, so uh, she's making fun of my hair. Really? She was making fun of, uh, you know, all rock and roll, uh, you know, the Americans. I wasn't polite enough and all. I mean, just over and over really? and over. Yeah. And just and every time I was building and I'd come out of these uh, appointments and well, I'd say you had a lot because it's orthodontist. Yeah. Like yeah. six weeks or whatever. Right. right. And my dad did not have dental insurance uh, through the uh, U.S. military. For some reason, they didn't give him yeah, dental well, insurance. With a debt ceiling, no one's going to get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, but anyway, Ursula Blyfus messing with my mouth. After one too many of these things, she reaches in in my mouth, and I just I couldn't take it anymore, and I chomped. Nice. Like, hard. Yeah. And... You know, she called. Yeah, she called my mother in. She started screaming all these things, and my mother starts speaking to her in German. And suddenly, Ursula realizes that that she's been doing this in front of my face the whole time. And she looked at me. Sprichst du Deutsch? Yes. And she goes, "Oh, "Oh, touche." Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so Uncle Ursula Blyfus. So Uncle Walter. We called him Uncle Walter, but he was our doctor. He was. Somebody, I have to, I'm going to have to ask my sister how he was related to us. I don't know, whatever. It was from that migration of, yeah, you know, after World War II, right? That center in Chicago, and Uncle Walter, and he, his, his office was in on Wilson Avenue in Broadway, and it was in this building that was it, it looked like it was just really sterile. You know, one of these 1940s buildings or yeah, 50s yeah, yeah. that the, you know, there's no. I, I, it was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. In the, right. And I remember, I still remember the smell of the elevators and walking up there. And he was, I mean, he was Jewish, but definitely has the, had the, <laughs> I mean, without some of the political uh, leanings, he definitely was a very, uh, dare I say, a stern man. Yes. Know? And I remember him having to give me a vaccine. You know, that was before we became anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Uh, and me, sc- <laughs> me screaming and him just looking at me close. Sit down. You know, yeah. just, and I'm like, okay. And yeah. I just, I was like four. There, hey, there's nothing scarier than an old a, German man oh, or woman. They're, they, yeah. they are scary. Yeah, with they, a needle. And, yeah. and those days the needles were like yeah. know, four feet long. Yeah, And you didn't even have to watch uh, an episode of Hogan's Heroes to know <laughs> right. how scary they were. Right. He was not nearly <laughs> as much fun as Colonel Kling. All right. Let me, let me bring the... Uh, the room up a little bit. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to elevate it because uh, in the uh, a recent issue of Reader's Digest came out and they had jokes that make you sound smart. Oh. All right. Now, these are intellectual jokes and, you know, not the normal stuff that you and I do, not the adolescent potty humor stuff that we do. Okay. Um, I take offense to that, but okay. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of examples. Um Thanks for explaining the meaning of many to me. It means a lot. Thanks for explaining the meaning of many. Oh. The word many. Okay. To me, it means a lot. Okay. This is what I'm talking about. All right. right. This is why intellectuals. Funnier. (laughs) This is why intellectuals aren't funny. Aren't funny. (laughs) I'll give you two more examples. You know, um, if you were a triangle. Uh, yeah. You'd be a cute one. Okay. Now that one's not right. so bad. Not too bad. Yeah. All right. Now here it is. This is the one that they are calling the most intellectual knock knock joke ever. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? Two. 
to no it's to whom that's <laughs> what i mean <laughs> yeah I my wife yeah. wrote that one uh yeah you know the people make fun of dad jokes dad jokes are like hall of fame humor compared to intellectual so, jokes knock knock who's there little old lady i know this one little old lady who i didn't know you could know <laughs> it's the only joke i remember do you, do, you, do you remember when your kids do you, do you remember when your kids were little and they would just tell that, jokes that make no sense make no at so, all Aaron's was knock knock who's there sesame seed sesame seed who, sesame seed who sesame seeds in your butt Jesus would be on the floor Johnny's laughing was, knock knock who's there horse eating no spaceship <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway it's time for another feature a random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people send in their uh, brushes with greatness stories. And uh, this is a listener named Cleveland Oh, who sends this. I don't know if his name is Cleveland or he's from Cleveland, but that's his moniker, Cleveland. Um, here it is. I was having drinks at a big celebrity hangout in Sherman Oaks, California called Casa Vega. Never heard of that? Mm. No, me neither. Back in 2017 or 2018, my wife and I heard that if you hang out there long enough, a celebrity is bound to show mm. up. Well, on this particular day, we didn't have to wait too long. About an hour after we got there, Quentin Tarantino oh, that's a good one. walked in the door. He was taken to a booth. And my wife and I considered uh, walking up to him and saying hello, but we never conjured up the courage to do so. A few years later, we went to see his movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and there's a scene that's filmed in that restaurant. DiCaprio and Pitt are sitting in the exact same booth wow. that Tarantino sat in the night that we were there. Oh, wow. It was a very cool place. Excellent margaritas. Yeah. That's a great story. Interesting. Uh, Did I ever tell you my Taylor Hicks story? Uh, is this like your George Lucas story? Uh, it's kind of. I mean, Taylor Hicks, you know. Yeah. And the, it reminds me of the restaurant. You know who Taylor Hicks is, right? The, was he American Idol yeah, guy? He, yeah. I don't think he won it. I think he came in second. The gray hair guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm at now defunct. I think the place was called Ray's. Yeah, Ray's on like Western and Montrose and whatever. Okay. It's just a little deli. I'm sitting there. And it's like, you know, one of those diners where yeah. you get a couple of eggs, some hash browns and some yeah. sausage with the right toast. It's, you know? the, it's your kind of restaurant. Exactly. Uh, Dave, you know every one of those in the city <laughs> yeah. of Chicago. And I'm sitting there and a guy next to me was, God, you look just like Taylor Hicks. And we just start talking. And he has the drawl and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I never said it. I mean, it's kind of hard. You know, when yeah. you're in that kind of a situation, you're like, first of all, what are you doing here? And yeah. second of all, if you are Taylor Hicks... Yeah, you really come down. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, it's, yeah, and it's like, come on. So I didn't say I didn't say anything, and I, you know, and then I saw a music video of him at that restaurant that he must have been there early, maybe I don't know. Wow. Or he was staking out the vibe or whatever before he shot his music video. So if you go on Taylor Hicks, I don't know what I don't know what song it is, but okay. I'm sure if you Google you just Taylor, look at every Hicks, Taylor Hicks song <laughs> until you find it, find the one that he's in the diner. And I was probably minutes or hours beforehand. I That's was very much like passing Cle the ketchup to That's him. Just for like his. Cleveland story. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, we have people to thank. Yeah, please. 
How about you? You thank him this week. I, uh, I, I thank him every week. Tony has been great. Tony, <laughs> he has. Tony Lasano. He, he, he made our shows are usually about four hours long, and he cuts them down to the <laughs> best choice. Yeah. So astute, yeah. or a, what's his, what was the guy's name? Accuse that twenty minutes of goodness yeah. that comes from Tony. Okay, so thank you to Tony for all the work he does. Uh-huh. Ed Silla, yeah, he distributes. He goes to everyone's device and uploads it when you're sleeping yeah. on your device. This is this is how we became top one percent in yeah. the world. Ed Silla, um, I want to thank you. I never thank you enough. <laughs> Wow, for 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 your yeah friendship, okay, wow, and wow. your support. Oh my God, this is the last time you're doing that. Thank you. <laughs> well, gee, I suppose I should thank you <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, um, and you know what? I think we're going to come back next week and do a whole nother episode. Okay, of... you didn't thank me, did you notice that? <laughs> I just did. I said I think I should thank you. Yeah, oh, I think oh. I should thank oh. you. I think I should... <laughs> I don't know how this works. I think I should be a better father. <laughs> I think I should be a better husband. I think I should. Okay. <clears throat> thank you, Dave, Okay. for all you all right. do. All right, well, thank you. You're wel- yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Actually, I don't know even how, because I'm never thanked for anything. I don't. Do I say... You're welcome. Is that what I say afterwards? Is that? Well, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Schnee, 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 waltz, tanzen wir. Thank you to Tony for all the work he does.